1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon says there will be no sentimentality in his cup final team selection. Stephen Gerrard says his players are ready to make amends for their Betfred Cup defeat and the semi-finals will take place at Hamden as the dates and times are set. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. And no wonder there's no sentimentality on Neil Lennon's mind. Christmas will be cancelled if Celtic don't beat Hearts and win the quadruple treble on Sunday. This season's been hard enough on the Celtic fans without last season's Scottish Cup final coming back to add to their misery as for Rangers they don't want to talk about cup football this week but they do want to talk about beating Motherwell at Ibrox tomorrow and going 16 points clear of Celtic at the top of the league otherwise Santa's not going down their chimney either <laughs> Yeah I mean I think it, uh, you know Stephen Gerrard has get, had all the plaudits and rightfully so as has his team had this year but they've got a shocking record in the domestic cup competitions there is no way of hiding that uh, and, and another um, you know um, defeat to St Man. congratulations to the four semi-finalists it's not the semi-finalists I think anyone would have thought might have been the case uh, at the very start of the competition but all credit to them and it's it's good for the game I think to see uh, a bit of freshness and a challenge and you know making sure there's not that fear factor everyone thought was there at Rangers and it certainly opened up the competition as for the domestic campaign as you said Rangers have got an opportunity to try and rectify it a little bit by getting three points against Muller with the weekend such a big football uh, such a big weekend of football coming oh. up Hugh when you look at the, the league fixtures before you even get to the Scottish Cup final and I feel like there's, there's barely even been a big build up to this Scottish Cup final well we live in strange times but don't worry by Sunday mm-hmm. uh, everyone will be in place because it's so important to Celtic there is the quadruple treble uh, Neil Lennon could get uh, into the history books by becoming the fourth Celtic manager to win a treble following on from Jockstein Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers no one in history no club has ever won the Scottish Cup four times in a row. First Cup final was back in the 19th century. We're in the 21st century mm-hmm. now and no one has done it four times in a row. That's what's at stake for Celtic. And of course, for Hearts, they believe that they should not have been relegated and that Celtic forced the issue. And that puts them into the category of a club with a grievance and they're a worry. Well, that's what you and Jim think. We want to hear what you think as well. 0141 951 1025. Celtic fans just two days out from the Scottish Cup final. A potential quadruple treble in your hands. Hearts fans, what do you make of it as well? Rangers fans, are you confident that your side can get back to winning ways? We want to hear from you, your thoughts on your team tonight. 0141 951 1025. Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I think there's probably only one place to start and it's the fact that there is a Scottish Cup final it's mm-hmm. two days away and I think the, the main talking point Jim is team selection Yeah I mean I think that uh, from Celtic's point of view there's been a lot of talk uh, because at the weekend obviously he brought in Sorrow and Turnbull to start and Hazard uh, you know and you know they got a positive result and a clean sheet will he go with the same obviously on the back of the Lille game as well so I think Scott Brown will definitely come back 
I, I do I don't think it's to do with sentiment I think it's to do with experience it's handling that occasion it's handling demands the expectations so I think he will come back in but I do think David Turnbull will stay in and I think Conor Hazard will stay in so for me um, you know it'll be a mix a little bit of a mix of enthusiasm with those young players who deserve to be in and experience of, of the likes of Scott Brown so uh, and Hearts I think I've got plenty of experience as well on their team let's, let's not disregard Hearts Hearts are down by default a little bit but uh, you know, in uh, you know club quality and in the level of club and in the fan base, they are a big club, and there's no doubt that they will test Celtic at the weekend. Do you think there's been a few sleepless nights for Neil Lennon this week? Yeah, because Andrew uh, he knows the significance of this game. Um, we've had the fan demonstrations, but Celtic uh, have recovered. There were a couple of results under their belt. However, we'd be back to fan disorder. If Celtic don't win the cup uh, The fans would not take it well I would think So Neil Lennon knows it's a massive game In terms of his own future at the club Well Neil Lennon is insisting There will be no sentimentality Behind his team selection For the delayed Scottish Cup final Against Hearts They won back-to-back games Since Conor Hazard, David Turnbull And Ismail Asoro have come in To the side at the expense of more experienced players Lennon says he's aware That there's a lot of focus on Scott Brown Fabulous captain, you know, fabulous player. And I think at times we do miss him when he's not there. Um, that's been the case, albeit the last couple of games where we've given him a bit of a rest. The team have, have played very, very well. But there's no question he has a huge presence, you know, on and off the field. Um, but as regards with team selection, you know, like I said, there was no sentimentality involved in my, my thinking behind that with my background team and... Um, we're not there yet with you know the, the starting eleven, but we'll we'll discuss that and probably name it tomorrow. Not as if this is going to be Scott's swan song if he plays. It's not, you know. Hopefully we can negotiate and maybe try and get another cup final at the end of the season, and you know we could, could could and maybe should be involved in that as well. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about whether to start him or not, or whether to start this one or not. You know, that'll be my decision, and I'll make the right decision for the club and the team. Ken is a Celtic fan on the line. Ken, who do you want to see start on Sunday? Well, um, first of all, congratulations to Martin for the other night. And my, my team, I would have start. I wouldn't really change for what's been uh, the last couple of games. I mean, I would have Hazard, Ayer, Gillian, and Taylor. As uh, a back three, but I'd have Elianishi, Sorrow, McGregor, Turnbull, and Crimpong, and I'd have Griffiths up front with a Yeti. Was that uh, Taylor? Yeti. Taylor and a back three, you said? Yeah, Taylor, Julian, and Ayer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, Ken's take on it. It's not a team that, uh, you know, I don't think uh, will be playing at the weekend. It's not, it's not something that Celtic are familiar with playing. Uh, Greg Taylor there, and obviously. Uh, you know the, the the two up front as well hasn't hasn't really worked uh, for Celtic with that that particular two, um, you know. So I think it's it's one of those situations. Listen, you know, everyone will have an opinion. As I mentioned at the start of the program, Andrew, I think Scott Brown will go in for Ishmael Sorrow, um, but I do think David Turnbull and I do think Conor Hazard, Edward is another big player for Celtic, and he's he's got to find some way of getting inside his head to get him. Um, to realise how important a player he is and how you know how he can impact the game, and these are the type of games, these high-profile games, it can help him as well if he's got ambitions to move to higher level cup finals. There's no better place than a cup final to turn it on and say to people, "Here, here I am. I'm a top player. Come and get me." 
Well, to leave out Edward and put in Albion and Yeti, uh, I think Ken's got that one entirely wrong. I, I do understand what Jim is saying, that you always question Edward. Uh, the, the fans have been forced to question him in, in recent weeks and months because he doesn't look the same player. Why doesn't he look the same player? Is it because he's desperate to get away? But... If my choice is Albion Ayeti or Odson Edward, I'll take my chances on Edward every day. Well, Ken says he would go for a back three. Mm-hmm. Neil Lennon started with a back four in his last couple of games mm-hmm. where he found success. Is that another mm-hmm. point of contention for you? Do you think Neil Lennon could go back to a back three for this game or do you think he's going to stick with the, the system that, that's worked in the last couple of games? I think it's a really difficult one to call, Andrew. You know, we, we thought that, uh, you know, he'd kind of settled on the kind of four, two, three, one, then he went back to three a little while, but. I think he'd probably stick with the back four. I mean, um, obviously he put Ayer at right back uh, with uh, Julian and Duffy in uh, and, and then he brought Taylor back in and left Laxall out. Uh-huh. Um, I think that could be his back four with Taylor at left back. Um, as I said, Duffy and uh, and Julian with Ayer. So I think the back four might stay. Frimpong is one where I don't think he's quite as effective higher up the pitch um, and going forward. I think he's better coming from deeper. Um, so there's a, a little um, decision to make there Does he bring Ryan Christie in there uh, Or does he stick with Frimpong So that, listen there's, there's three or four big decisions he's got to make um, And as I said I think Just listen to his interview there You know he, he mentioned Scott Brown a few times That just gives me the impression that Scott Brown will play uh, You know And, and, and that, that's where I think You know as I said You know the other, the other guys Another three or four positions to decide there's also another reason why I'd pick Shane Duffy. David Turnbull whips in a very fine corner mm-hmm. kick and Shane Duffy scored uh, against Kilmarnock and looks as if uh, with Turnbull providing the ammunition, he could be on for more goals, Shane Duffy. Ken, are you confident from what you've seen in the last couple of displays from Celtic that there won't be any issues on Sunday or do you feel that you know that you're still a bit tentative going into this one? Well, it depends if he goes... Too much to the the the, uh, the team that was on that losing run. I'd be a, a bit more worried. I mean, my concern also with Duffy. I mean, I understand what you're saying with the, the uh, his goal and uh, Trimble whipping in the crosses. Is that he's not getting? I don't think he's got the pace to chase back the, some of these fast guys that Hearts have got. That's my concern. I mean, if he's playing, I'm gonna tell him to stay back. You know, but and all but I mean, he come up for the corners and that, but he has to stay uh, up further back. I don't think he's got the pace. And with Griffiths, he's basically a dead ball expert. I would tap him on for, for sure anyway. But I, I don't think there's any likelihood of uh, Lee Griffiths uh, taking any part in this match. He's, he's drifted out and drifted out. Now, why that is the case, I do not know. Neil Lennon will know, but I don't see Neil picking Lee Griffiths out of nowhere for this game. When mm. Neil Lennon talks about Fitness and saying that some players maybe aren't fit enough yet Griffiths and Ayeti seem to be the two that he's talking about yeah. Ken's going for Ayeti from the start But he's not really been starting many games well, either Not only has he not been starting But when he does start he doesn't score uh, So that's a lethal combination um, I, I don't see that he has any entitlement to a, a starting place You know, Odson Edward is the great enigma However, if the enigma decides to turn up on the day uh, he's a real concern As he was when Celtic beat Hearts In the last cup final And he scored the two goals If you can get that out of him Celtic will win the cup Jim there are big decisions all over the pitch For Neil Lennon 
if you start at the back, you look in goal. Mm-hmm. Connor Hazard's come in, mm-hmm. has impressed some people in there. Yet has only played two games for Celtic mm-hmm. now, and it's their last two games. You've got Barkas, you've got Bain. How tough a decision is that? I think it is a, a, a tough decision because he's not really much to do. So it's not he hasn't done anything wrong, but he hasn't made a succession of top class saves. He's but you know he's he's, he's you know he's a big imposing lad. He's obviously with his timing. This time last year he was fifth choice. You know now he's first. You know, because, uh, you know, you'd like to say Craig Gordon in there as well and Fraser Foster and Scott Bain and and, then, and, then, and obviously later on, even Ross Doon was ahead of him He's went on loan to Ross County. So, you know, he's he's jumped to queue very quickly. But, as I said, he hasn't done anything wrong. And obviously Neil Lennon hasn't been, you know, impressed with the two goalkeepers who have previously had the nod. So I think he'll definitely come in. The only thing I think, for instance, higher up the pitch, we're talking about Lee Griffiths again, is that he loves playing against Hearts. There's no doubt about it. He's a big hubby. Everybody knows that. And, uh, you know, so I think that he might get the nod ahead of one or two if later in the game Celtic do require him, whereas that hasn't happened recently. Clamalla's come on, for instance. Mikey Johnson come on for a little taste. What, 10 months, I think, since he played at the weekend. But I think against Hearts... Lee Griffiths would be absolutely itching if there was an opportunity to get playing so I think he might play a part in the game but I don't think he'll start well that's where we've seen the best of Lee Griffiths this season Hugh is when he's come off the bench yeah well notably at St Johnston uh, when Celtic were in their time of need he came off the bench and scored with a wonderful header I know that he has scored over 100 goals for Celtic and has been a terrific signing for Celtic what I don't know is why he drifts in and out now uh, I, I would find a starting place for him Highly unlikely But If Celtic's need is great Then I would Well understand why you would bring him on Mikey Johnson's a player you mentioned Not that anyone would expect mm-hmm. him to start on Sunday But he's maybe a player that Celtic have been missing A sort of more direct runner The, the type of player that James Forrest mm-hmm. is And Celtic have been missing Could Mikey Johnson possibly be the type of player that could come on and make an impact as well. Yeah, again, it all depends on circumstances in the game, what the scores like, how the game's you know the game is going, um, how the rhythm of the game is, if Celtic's control of the game, all these sort of things. But he's a, he, he's a ball carrier. He gets at defences. He creates openings. He goes past people. Um, he gets you free kicks, as, as Hugh was saying earlier on. With, with if you've got David Tumble there as well, because he takes players on. Players are committing to tackles. Give it gets gets you free kicks in important areas. Uh, so he's a dangerous player to have And I think he's missed Particularly with the, the likes of James Forrest Being out for such a, a, a significant period of time He's not a, a natural goal scorer Or as much of a goal scorer as Forrest But uh, I think I think he'll, he'll find a place on the bench And I think that's a, another important uh, option For Neil Lennon But listen, he's got lots of options Middle to third uh, Attacking third Defensively, maybe not so many is there an easy choice for Neil Lennon going into Sunday? Some people may say that the easy choice is, is just to play Hazard and to play Sorrow and to play Turnbull because yeah. they are the ones that you know people are pinning their hopes on at the moment because they've helped turn well Celtic's last two games around when they've come in and played. Is that an easier decision for Neil Lennon just to to say well I can throw those guys in and you know that that's who the people want to play? I have to be honest. I think Neil Lennon has to understand the implications attached to this match. Uh, his own job being one of them and therefore I agree with Jim I think he will err on the side of caution and he'll say Scott Brown has been there done it and taken us to the, the, the verge of the quadruple treble I think I'll have him in my corner and there'll be another day for Ishmael Asoro 
Well, thank you to Ken in Canvas Lang, 01419511025 if you want to get involved, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. On Scott Brown, Jim, can a player who has the influence that Scott Brown has, maybe if he's not on top form, is having him on the pitch in a game like that still a massive bonus? Yes, absolutely. We heard Neil Lennon talking about his his influence. He's a he's a leader. He's a you know he's, he's someone who knows what you know how to win trophies. He's got he's got house bursting. We we won his medals. Uh, so you know you don't get that uh, without you know gaining that knowledge, experience, and then be able to impart it. You know, being a captain, uh, you know, the likes of a club at Celtic isn't just about. You know how you always perform and spreading passes about and dominating the game. It's about your influence on the other players, and I think that's the thing that's maybe been diminished a little bit recently. But he's a tater player, no doubt for me. That on a cup final day, he will rise to the occasion. And also, I think he's he's not had that much criticism over the last ten years, and he's had a little bit recently. I think he's a type of character that would respond to that. So I would have no question and no doubts at all um, if if Scott Brown started the game at the weekend. Well, Celtic fans, we want to hear from you. Who do you want to play on Sunday? 0141-951-1025. And Rangers, times, Rangers fans, this is a perfect time for you to call in as well because we'll be hearing from Stephen Gerrard next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 is the number you need. Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB George is on Twitter He says Hugh is talking nonsense Lenny will be sleeping like a baby Celtic to win 3-0 at least No matter what team we put out Well that's nonsense uh, Because Celtic have to show Due respect to Hearts uh, Hearts in the form of Liam Boy, Stephen Naismith Christoph Berra at the back Andy Halliday is there of course And uh, you know He'll want to get his first Major medal uh, hearts are down a division. They think it's wrong that they were sent down a division. They will come into the game with a chip on their shoulder, if you like, and they will undoubtedly put Celtic under pressure. So all this talk of three 0 no matter who we pick, mm. is nonsense. <laughs> well, a big game for Celtic and Hearts on Sunday. A big game for Rangers tomorrow as well. And Stephen Gerrard's been speaking ahead of that one. He says there's no chance complacency was the reason for Rangers' League Cup defeat to St Mirren. The unbeaten run came to an end on Wednesday night and the Ibrox boss says he understands the fans' frustrations. We've been talking about um, looking out for blind spots and being com- uh, complacency and you know staying humble and realising the amount of work and where we are this season. But it still doesn't take away the fact that we're disappointed from... Um, Wednesday night's results and um, totally understand the fans' frustrations and, and shock. They've just watched the team go on a 27-game unbeaten run and very rarely can see the goal and qualify for Europe top of the group. So to be in a bit of shock and disappointed and frustrated pretty normal. It is what it is. It's done now. We can't change it. All we can do is control the future and it's our job to get ready for tomorrow's challenge. It wasn't complacency, not at all. It was inefficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manner of Rangers' defeat was staggering. You know, they've gone ahead through Conor Goldson and immediately you think, same old, same old. On they will go. But no, they didn't. And all credit to St Mirren. They came back, got the penalty, then 2-1 in front. But when Stephen Davis made it 2-all, you just assumed that Rangers would either score a third before regulation time finished or 
would win the match in extra time. However, they didn't do their jobs properly and again, credit to St Mirren for the resilience they showed. They've just gone right up the park and they've scored the winner. So it wasn't complacency, it was inefficiency and the Rangers fans, I think, will be disgusted by the result because when Celtic went out of the competition to Ross County, I think 100%, and I mean 100% of the Rangers support thought, right, that's us then, the first trophy for a decade. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to the phones. 01419511025. Thomas is a Rangers fan in Barhead. Thomas, how are you feeling going into tomorrow's game after the result on Wednesday? Good evening, gentlemen, and season's greetings. Uh, if I can preempt my point, I want to agree fully with Uncle Hugh. I'm a similar vintage to Uncle Hugh. <laughs> he had a supporter on last night, a Rangers supporter, who said a uh, League Cup, a uh, adjective cup, and it doesn't matter. Well, tell that to Graeme Soonis, Walter Smith, or the late great Scott Simon. Every cup Rangers go into, every trophy, you're in it to win it. I remember crowds of 80,000 at a Glasgow Cup tie between Rangers and Celtic, and it, you were there to win it. So that was rubbish. Anybody Rangers supporter who says they weren't gutted at not winning it or not going through that round or that it doesn't matter, then I think you're supporting the wrong club because you're there to win every trophy. My point is about we've had a lot of praise recently, rightly so, for our defending because previously it's been appalling, it's been the worst aspect of the team. However, although we've only conceded up until yesterday of Wednesday three goals in the league, I'm becoming a bit concerned at some goals we're conceding. Now, I accept that before the ties, two draws with Benfica, you would have bit your hand off, but we lost five goals to Benfica, three three of which, two of which were against 10 men, or 2-0 up and 3-1 up, and we couldn't see it out against 10 men, Benfica, albeit it was Benfica. Dundee United, the ball came over to the far post, the boy took it very well, great goal, but he should have been covered. And I'm looking at, apart from the penalty, which was a stonewaller, the other two goals were preventable. That's five, six, eight goals recently that we have lost. And I remember listening earlier in the week, I think it was Chris Burke, um, who'd said that with no crowds, you can hear Stevie Gerrard uh, quite clearly, and he's shouting to the defence, don't let them cross the ball, don't let them cross the ball. We are getting suspect to cross balls. And when I watched the St Mirren game, and you thought, saw Jim Goodwin's tactics cut out Tav. And it was interesting to see how badly that affected Rangers by cutting out Tav. And these are the two points that I've got concerns about. Being suspect to cross balls. And if you snuff out a Tavernier, how much it, it negatively affects Rangers. Well, it's interesting how things change, Hugh, because a couple of weeks ago, I don't think there would be a single Rangers fan that would be saying anything negative about the team defensively because the number of goals they've conceded even against Benfica a lot of people would just write that off because of the quality of opposition but Thomas clearly concerned well I think Thomas makes a valid point you know that Tavernier and Goldson have had more credit for goal scoring than goal prevention this season uh, I, I think back just when Thomas was speaking I was thinking back to the 2-2 draw with Hibs at Easter Road uh, you know, I thought both the goals were uh, Caused by defensive laxity uh, So You know it, It's a reasonable point It's not one to be Overlooked um, You know If you could handpick Opposition for Rangers Tomorrow you pick Motherwell They are going through A horrible run 
And they're not scoring And they're defending poorly as well However You can't dismiss Thomas's point There are other games beyond Motherwell The most important being Celtic on the 2nd of January And yeah the, the, A tightening of the defence After losing three goals to St Mirren Who up until then Were, were very poor in the goal scoring department In terms of league football Then you know the, the loss of three goals Is not to be overlooked yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've been asked on the programme a couple of times how people might stop Rangers, and, and we've always said it's their full-backs. Obviously, Barisic didn't play, which was I think was, was a, a huge uh, boost to, to St Mirren, because it means they could overload on Tavernor's side, which they did do, and they, they nullified uh, a fair bit of, of, of that threat from Rangers, which was come down the side. They weren't too worried about Bassett on the other side, who's not as proficient as Barisic, um, you, you know, going forward and, and delivering those type of crosses. Um, so I think St Mum done their homework and, and get a little bit of a boost as well with Barisic not playing. If you've got the two full-backs, it's harder to do. The game's more spread. Um, but I do agree with, with Thomas and I also think that Jim Goodwin and St Mum take a lot of credit because they've saw that if you are going to try and exploit Rangers, the space in behind, you know, between the centre-backs and the full-backs are one to exploit. Like you said, the, you know, the goal uh, for, from Dundee United, you know, a couple of crosses that have come in in other games, um, you know, and and I think that that's that's homework, and it's, it's easy to see it um, because the full backs are generally pretty high. So therefore, if you can get it wide and you can get a cross in, sometimes um, that's the space that you'll find. You'll generally not find the space where Golson and Balligan are, which are right in the middle of the goal. They have defended that area really, really well. So I wouldn't go overboard about it, but I, I do see that players and teams will look at Rangers. Of course they will. And look, see, look, are there any weakness there? And even if there's only the odd one or two, can we exploit them? Um, but, you know, St Mern scoring three goals, I think they deserve an enormous amount of credit, particularly when it went to tweets, as you said, because they took centre... They got up the pitch, they got a corner, they loaded the box. A lot of teams that went to each and 89th minute went, well, listen, make sure we get the extra time, keep everyone back. But they didn't. They really went for it, showed great uh, determination to try and get the winner and it paid dividends for them. But I agree with Thomas in some aspect. Yeah, they've, they've just got to be careful um, that, that some of the old habits don't creep back in. And, and I think Stephen Gerrard will be, I'll be uh, you know, he won't, he won't be overly concerned. But I think there'll be a, 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 just a little, a little bit of re-emphasising to the players how important it is to be solid at the back. Thomas, is that a concern for you that as the season goes on that, that teams could start to work out how to play against this Rangers side like we saw from St Mirren on Wednesday? Yeah, uh, as a concern. I'm always reminded of Mark Warburton um, when he was asked about Plan A and if Plan A doesn't work, what does he do? And he said, I do Plan A better. And it really didn't work. Um, and Rangers are playing some really good football this season. And from where we have were eight, nine years ago, you know, it's a transformation. However, um, I would hate to think that we're overly reliant on Tav and Barisic going forward and that that's where all the play comes from. And Hugh made the point that about the amount of goals that Goldson and Tav and even Stephen Davis are scoring. And you're looking at your forwards and they're not contributing as much in terms of goals scored as what the defenders are. So you, I feel that the forwards are... Misfiring. I'm glad that they've changed the play that everything goes through Morelos and if he doesn't score nobody scores and goals are coming from everywhere that's great but the forward should be contributing more in the way of goals and again this lacks defending it only takes one mistake and it's a goal it doesn't matter if it comes off somebody's bum or it's a it's like Kimar Roof against standard Lage. you only get a goal for it and we need to 
tightened up at the back and not be complacent going into the old habits. That, that, that's my two fears, that the old habits resume and the, 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 we're too dependent on Taff and Barisic without the forwards contributing goals. Well, perhaps tomorrow, uh, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard has been in their ear since uh, Paisley on Wednesday night. Uh, he'll know exactly where there are areas of laxity, uh, front and back. And I think tomorrow you'll get uh, an answer to that. Uh, they've got opposition who, with the greatest respect, are simply in a rut at the moment. And they're almost there to be practised on tomorrow by Rangers. I, I would expect Rangers to win the game comfortably. But first and foremost, a clean sheet as well. Well, thank you to Thomas in Barhead. 01419511025 is the number you need. Ali is a Rangers fan in Rutherglen. Ali, how important is it that Rangers get back to winning ways straight away tomorrow? How you doing, guys? Uh, just to say, I'm a first-time caller, so it's great to get on the show. Good to have you um, on. It's, I mean, it's really important that we win tomorrow, but I think just echoing on the previous caller's thoughts about old habits and stuff, and I'm still... Really disappointed with just what happened the other night. Uh, I agree with you. I think you're right. 100% of the fans did think, you know, with Celtic being out the tournament, this is ideal opportunity to get the, you know, the first trophy under our belt and just, you know, carry on the momentum that we've had. But a, a, a part of me started beginning to think, hold on a minute, has is, is this team got the winning mentality? Because as soon as we get near the finishing line, you know, that that what Sir Alex used to call squeaky bum time. They kind of fall fall away sometimes, and obviously after Christmas last year, that's what happened. And I'm hoping that this was just a very minor blip. So I don't want to be too negative because you know it's one game and we've been on a good run, and you know the team have showed what they're capable of. So I'm hoping tomorrow it's it's back to business as it was before. But I wanted to just see what the a the team think about the mentality of the team. Have they got it to really have they got it in them to pull through? get the league and also the Scottish Cup it's not just about winning one trophy at Rangers we, we want to go for everything really I think that's the point a... I wanted to make uh, we'll, we'll touch on that first Ali because it, it seemed that the, the big thing this season for Rangers fans was the way this season was going things seemed different there seemed to be a different mentality about uh-huh. the team they weren't conceding they were winning almost every single game and I think a lot of Rangers fans thought you know this this could be the change this is the this is the season where it's going to happen but even one defeat puts that seed of doubt in a lot of people's heads. Well, there's been a seismic reaction since uh, St Mirren beat Rangers 3-2. But now, everyone's at the 40 hours to think about it. I think you have to see it in context here. Rangers did finish top of the Europa League group with more points than any Scottish club uh, had ever assembled in that group stage. Uh, they had, up until the St Mirren game, uh, been defensively solid, reliable, dependable, call it what you will. I don't think that what happened in Paisley necessarily means that a transformation is about to take place, that the edifice is about to come crumbling down. All credit to St Mirren, they took advantage of a night when Rangers were inefficient at the back and up front, and they took full advantage of it. But I really don't think that Wednesday night in Paisley signalled the beginning of the end for Rangers. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think it is, but I do think that, as Ali said, you know, it does ask questions. It does put a little seed of doubt in, you know, have you got that winning mentality? The only way you can prove that is by winning trophies. And under Stephen Gerrard, Rangers still have to do that. 
And uh, they wouldn't have had a better opportunity Than this League Cup Let's be honest You know so You know they've thrown away A fantastic chance To get uh, that first piece of silverware I think once you get that Then that gives you confidence Belief I think it sends You know a message to everyone Listen we are now you know uh, the, the guard is about to change So to speak But well that's still That question still to be asked People will And you know And Ali's mentioned it there Will start to look at that So The next couple of games Are massive for Rangers It's starting with Motherwell um, At the weekend And uh, there's no doubt They have to show um, That they do have That mental toughness uh, And then they then have to get back on That That, that win and run again Because um, you know, you know any any kind of uh, doubt at all can quickly gather momentum, just as it can with that twenty seven match unbeaten streak. Um, so listen, the, the the you know it's it shouldn't shouldn't impact them, but as I said, they've still got to prove it. Did you have a final point, Ali? Uh, one more point was just on Alfredo Morelos. I think. Um, a lot of Rangers fans lately have been questioning whether he should be in the team. He's not been scoring as much as what he has been over the last couple of seasons. And I think a lot of Rangers fans should now realise that it isn't just about the goals the guy brings. He, he's a menace up front. He's in your face. He's, a, he's aggressive. I know he's got an element of a bit of a bad boy t- reputation with some of the stuff he's and the stunts he's pulled off over the last few years. But generally speaking, this year, bar last week, his behaviour has been top notch. He's not got the goals, but he is a very tough forward to deal with. And I just personally think if he'd played, you know, fair enough, St Mirren did well, you know, they deserve to win. But I think if he'd played, it potentially could have been a different game because he would have been a lot more busier and aggressive than what Cedric Itton was. And it might have been a different result. So I think just a message for the Rangers fans that it's not just about Morelos' goals. It's what he does up front and how busy he keeps defenders as well. Well, uh, you know, prior to Paisley, Everything was about goals are coming from all over the park for Rangers. Uh, and indeed, they did in Paisley as well, Stephen Davis uh, and Conor Golson. Um, I think the disappointment for the Rangers fans would be Cedric Itton looks a real good buy at times. And then on the nights when you really need him, doesn't show up. Kamar Roof has scored goals of the season uh, domestically and uh, in Europe. And then on Wednesday when Rangers needed him, didn't turn up. Uh, that would be my concern. Well, thank you to Ali in Rutherglen. 01419511025 is the number you need. It's the perfect time to call because you could be up next after the travel with Stephen. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh, I was uh, scrolling through Twitter today and, mm. and saw your uh, your Shaking Keevans yes. uh, song from last year's had a bit of an update this year for 2020, yes. a yes. remix. Shaky joined us, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very very nice of him and uh, Bobby Heaton who uh, wrote the song and uh, you know the very nice guys. Uh, so I would rather live. In a world that laughs Than a world that cries And that's why it's there It's that superstar appeal He's got managing to get The big names on board For, for these It's quite quite something Yeah honestly I mean He's, he's so many hidden talents And uh, you know That, that uh, vocalist That he's now he Performing alongside Shaking Stevens And one of the most popular Christmas records of all time So yeah I mean the, uh, we're, all, we're all thrilled for him The ultimate The ultimate Would be If Tony Bennett calls To see 
happy with Let's do a duet For right. next Christmas There okay. we go There's a, a come and get me plea there yes. From Hugh to Tony Bennett yes. There we go You can see that video <laughs> At Clyde SSB That's where you can get us If you want to send us a tweet As well Or you can give us a call 0141 951 1025 Chris is a Celtic fan In Penny Lee Chris Hi guys How are you doing? Good Um. Obviously we know that the last few old firm games Rangers have really dominated and with the result the other night at Love Street um, well, no Love Street the new stadium with St Mung getting the result over Rangers do you think Neil Lennon could maybe analyse that 90 minutes and take bits from it to take into the old firm game in the 2nd second of January knowing how important it is to him well, with the greatest respect, you know, no two matches are alike and you can't call up Jim Goodman and say, tell me, what did you do mm-hmm. there? And You know, Neil Lennon will have his own thoughts, his own ideas about personnel. Uh, January 2 is going to be a lot about where both clubs are in terms of the points gap uh, and how Celtic's morale is. I think the cup final is vitally important uh, on Sunday in terms of Celtic's morale. Um, the supporters need a reason to believe But I don't think you can say We will copy everything that St Mirren did And therefore we will win at Ibrox It doesn't work like that Well suppose Jim no. it's not about copying no. everything but, but as a manager is that mm. something you look at The way yeah. that teams play against other teams And you can maybe take wee bits and pieces here and yeah, there I mean, and, and sort of work that into how you're planning to play against Yeah sides. I mean listen they, they, they'll look at several games And, and, and obviously they'll, they'll, you always look for weaknesses You look for the, of course weaknesses and strengths You try to negate their strengths Try to exploit their weaknesses um, so if, if for instance we spoke, could, could you could you nullify their fullbacks, for instance, and Rangers and and uh, Tavernier and uh, we know Barisic didn't play, but he will play against Celtic. He's fit. So can you nullify that threat? Can you, you know? Can you nullify? Can you can you make sure that uh, Stephen Davis is quiet, for instance, and doesn't dominate the game? All these sort of things. There are, of course, and you learn from each game. So there will be points where they might look at one or two things. Could even just be a set piece because obviously St Mun again scored the winner in, in, in the dying seconds from a set play. So there, there are always little points you can you can you know you you can keep and you, and you note down. But ultimately, as you said, each game it's on its own merits, and Rangers will definitely have more of a be more focused and uh, better concentration in the January second game than they did uh, on Wednesday. And but we, as we keep saying, we keep have to reiterating. What a fantastic performance from St Mum. You cannot underestimate how big a performance that was, um, you know, from St Mum and they deserve a lot of credit. Unfortunately, the smaller clubs don't always get the credit because we always seem to focus on why the bigger team didn't do so well. But for St Mum to be in the semi-final, having beaten Rangers and having beaten Aberdeen, I think previous to that, I think, uh, you know, Jim Goodwin and his staff and his players deserve a huge amount of credit. I suppose it works both ways as well though Because Rangers will have seen over the past couple of months Plenty mm-hmm. of weaknesses that they'll look to exploit in Celtic Yeah again as I said On that particular game Listen we know Unfortunately without the fans But we know the intensity that game brings And you've got to be able to handle it You've got to ha- handle the occasion The whole build up The media attention The spotlight that's on You've got all of those things You know that, uh, that, that come into the equation Before a ball is kicked You've got to be able to handle You know you're going to be playing uh, A worldwide audience as well And t- TV audience and all these kind of things So uh, there's a multitude of things Other than just the game itself But Chris 
uh, is, is obviously you know looking at the from the positive side that Rangers are not infallible just now. They're not they're not invincible. You know they have lost a, a, a cup competition. They have lost to St Mum. So if Celtic can get to the best, then I'm, I'm sure Chris will believe that the they're, they're more than capable of going on a run and and taking that game, uh, taking that forum up to the the second of January. Chris, looking towards Sunday, there's been a lot of debate about who Neil Lennon plays in the cup final. Have you got a team in mind? Well, for me, um, things have been pretty poor uh, of late, but obviously two games, you can't really say turn the corner, but we get a clean sheet, a 2 nothing victory against Kilmarnock. And I always believe that why change a winning formula? I can maybe see the point for Brown coming back in, but if it was me picking the team, I would stick with the 11 that started against Kilmarnock, but I don't think that'll happen. I think managers are, and I'm standing beside one here, managers under these circumstances tend to be conservative with a small C. And Neil Lennon will think, Scott Brown, you know, the the, the trophies that he's won. Uh, I'm not saying he gets in on past reputation. I'm saying that he gets in on that ability to inspire to get about, to get the players G'd up, um, and just generally be the one you want in the trenches when your job may be on the line. Chris says he would want to see the same team as against mm-hmm. Kilmarnock. We were at the game, Jim, covering yeah. it for Super Scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Celtic didn't look overly inspiring in the opening mm-hmm. 45 minutes, did they? No, they, they were okay. You know, they they were in control of the game, but they certainly didn't have the, that spark. The, you know that we we associate with Celtic, uh, and particularly you know up until the last couple of months, of course. Um, but the second half, they were a, they were a different proposition. They came out with a real intensity about them and um, real energy, um, and you know absolutely dominated the second half and and could have scored. Um, you know a, a few more goals. Uh, you know I think that Danny Rogers had a couple of good saves and was one or two opportunities missed but they were a lot lot better in the second half um, again will Elanusi start because he's been one of the, the most productive goal scorers for Celtic um, but where do you play him he started in the left he didn't really function that much he can wander in um, you know the, but he has he has been a goal threat would Ryan Christie come back in would he, would he put Tom Rogic back in these are the kind of the, you know the players that, that could impact and have been over the course like Christine Rogic and Brown so you know there, there, there are other decisions other than Scott Brown but if, like Chris said I think Scott Brown will play but I, I've got a little sneaky feeling that, that, that Ryan Christie might might get the nod as well um, that's the two I think could be changed from Kamala no matter what decisions Neil Lennon makes, there's certainly going to be players on the bench that will feel a bit put out that they feel they probably should be starting the game. Um, I don't think we're entitled to that reaction because Celtic have fallen uh, 13 points behind Rangers in the in the league. It'll be 16 by the time the cup final starts. Uh, and Europe has been awful uh, out of both competitions, uh, bottom of the Europa League group. So I, I don't think there are players there who are entitled to say, why am I being left out? I agree with you, but I also know players and players will sometimes think it's not me. I'm playing okay. Uh-huh. It's them, <laughs> you know. So sometimes you, yeah, you're right. From from us looking in there, you're thinking, well, there's no one really can wrap the manager's door and say I should be in the team because no one's been consistent enough. But players being players, I mean, I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month or two ago, when they, when the the cameras went to Chris Ayer after Neil Lennon having saying 
they're a bit low in confidence and you know and he went nah I'm not in low in confidence I'm, I'm fine uh-huh. that kind of yeah. stuff it's like don't 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 you can talk about the other 10 players but don't look at me I'm fine Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Time for Beat the Pundit Your chance to take on Either Hugh Keevans Or Jim Duffy Put your wits against them For the chance to win a signed ball But most importantly The bragging rights as well All you need to do Is give us a call On 0141 951 1025 Make sure you do that Before 7 o'clock And you can be up next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we want to hear from you at home. 01419511025 on the phone line. Celtic fans, Hearts fans, we want to hear from you ahead of the Scottish Cup final. Rangers fans, do you think your side will get back to winning ways tomorrow? Give us a call, let us know what you think. 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But first it's time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Time for Beat the Pundit. Your chance to take on either Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy in Beat the Pundit to win a signed ball and, of course, the bragging rights as well. Did you hear last night, Hugh? I don't think he'll thank me for bringing it up again. Gordon DL got a zero. A zero on Beat the Pundit Well um, That makes me feel a lot better If my name <laughs> comes up tonight I'll know that the bar has been set At an incredibly Shoo, low level yeah. yeah Well, I think everybody around the country Was absolutely delighted about that I mean the lockdown's been taught to us But Dad's getting a zero Brightened a few people up for Christmas yeah. It was a 1-0 A 1-0 <laughs> as well One of the lowest scoring Beat the Pundits we've ever had It was it was quite something But uh, tonight we've got Martin in Paisley Martin Have you played before? How you doing boys? No, I've not played before, no How are you feeling? Confident? Oh, I always yeah. Oh, there we go I like that, I like that Who, who, would, you, who would you rather play against? Hugh or, Hugh or Jim just before I flip the coin? Eh, uh, let take a wee dig at shaking Keevans Oh, there we go <laughs> yeah. Right, let's have a go Heads for Hugh Keevans Tails for Jim Duffy And you get your wish Whoa. It is going to be Hugh Keevans You Here are up against Here we go <laughs> So I'll uh, put a bit of Clyde 2 in Hugh's ear He's given me the thumbs up So that's all good So that means we can get underway uh, Are you ready Martin? You've got 30 seconds on the clock To get as many right as you can Remember you can pass And uh, just about to start the timer Now Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Terrors? Oh I'll pass uh, In what year did Celtic sign Tom Rogic? Oh yeah uh, 2012 Walter Smith left Rangers for which club in 1998? Pass. Which side are currently top of La Liga? Athletic uh, Madrid. What time does Sunday's Scottish Cup final kick off at? Two <coughs> uh, thirty. Who is Livingston's uh, interim manager? Oh, pass. There we go. Right, so we got through that. Okay, we'll bring Hugh back in. Hugh, can you can I you hear us? Can hear you loud and clear. Right, good stuff. Uh, same for you. 30 seconds on the clock to get as many right as you can. Ready to go? Go. Oh. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Terrors? Uh, Dundee United. In what year did Celtic sign Tom Rogic? Uh, 2014. Uh, Walter Smith left Rangers for which club in 1998? Everton. Which side are currently top of La Liga? Um... 
Milan What time does Sunday's Scottish Cup final kick off at? 2.15 Who is Livingston's interim manager? Davy Martindale Which Italian club did Ronaldinho play for? Uh, Milan Okay, okay, right Well, the, the one thing I want to point out there is mm-hmm. I asked Hugh La Liga Who was top of La Liga uh, Yeah, it was a brilliant answer I was nearly up there alongside Gordon oh, Dale Because yeah. <laughs> he said Milan Of course I'm sure you've got some kind of family that are in the teaching industry, Tane. I don't think that geography is going to be one of your strongest subjects. No, no, no. I was thinking so, <laughs> so hard there. Right, okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Martin, how how are you feeling after that? Uh, no, I think I've had a howler there. Right, okay, let's go through them. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Terrors? Martin Past. Tangerine it Terrors. It is United 1 0 Hugh Keevans. In what year did Tom Rogic sign for Celtic? Neither of you got it, I've Jim. Got, I've got two twelve. Two thousand and thirteen. One off. So it stayed one nil to Hugh. Walter Smith left Rangers for which? Two thousand and thirteen? I don't think you did. I'm not sure. I think you said two thousand and twelve. I think our producers just said two thousand and twelve as well. We'll see. We'll see if it matters. We'll see if it matters come the end of it. Walter Smith left Rangers for which club in nineteen ninety-eight? Hugh said Everton. It goes. 2-0 Hugh Which side are currently Top of La Liga Martin got that one He actually went for A Spanish side Which was good of him yeah, That's controversial <laughs> So there we go That is 2-1 To Hugh What time does Sunday Scottish Cup Final kick off at Martin said Half past two But it is 2.15 As Hugh said So it goes 3-1 To Hugh Keevans Who is Livingston's Interim manager It is David Martindale 4-1 to Hugh Keevans And Martin didn't get This far So which Italian club Did Ronaldinho play for it is You said Milan I'll give you that There is two Milan sides But Yes but AC Milan are always referred to yeah, as that's true Milan, Milan By Big Joe Jordan I'll give you that Milan and Inter So even if we gave you that one Martin That you tried to, to steal there It was, still was a victory for Hugh Keevans Commiserations uh, Lord knows that I well done Shug oh, <laughs> Nice to see you Hear from you Martin Come back again there we go Gracious and defeat. I think he was just Having us on there I think he said 2012 Oh well He's uh, trying his best When he got on there But uh, A pretty comprehensive win For where, you there Hugh Where did Martin come from? Milan uh, Martin He's disappeared <laughs> off my screen So I actually can't quite Milan remember Milan next to Barcelona Oh right <laughs> 01419511025 Is the number you need To get involved Plenty to get through On the second hour Of tonight's show uh, Give us a tweet At Clyde SSB as well We'll go back to the, uh, the cup final on Sunday shall we Neil Lennon speaking uh, again today he says victory uh, well with uh, victory clinching a historic quadruple treble for Celtic Neil Lennon believes it could set them up nicely for the rest of the season I think it would give us you know a real shot in the arm um, and just continue that good sort of feeling but um, you know you, if you win you park it and then you got to concentrate on a lot of games coming up you know over the festive period as well Um but you know we're just solely focused this week. It's you know a nice. It's another competition. It's a nice distraction. You know we're disappointed to go out of the league cup early this season. But um, you know we've, we've seen this season already how difficult it is to win trophies. So we're under no illusions that you know it's a foregone conclusion. This game is far from it. Well, exactly. It is nothing like a foregone conclusion. Um, not with Liam Boyce and Stephen Naismith there to threaten you and. Uh, Experienced defenders at the back like Christoph Berra to keep you out. Um, Craig Gordon. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, for me, Celtic made a terrible mess of the whole Craig Gordon situation. Uh, they may live to regret that on Sunday afternoon. Uh, so you can't underestimate Hearts. You can't 
overestimate the job that Celtic have in front of them because the whole season has been about life on a knife edge for Celtic because the results haven't been good enough, performances not good enough, they've fallen behind in the league. Europe was awful. Uh, now, the knock-on effect of Celtic don't win the cup is one that Neil Lennon would really rather not contemplate and neither would the fans. When you look at Celtic's goalkeeper situation and Neil Lennon really doesn't know who his number one is mm-hmm. at the moment, a lot of fans debating who should start. I don't think that'll help if Craig Gordon has an outstanding display mm-hmm. against them on Sunday as well on top of that. No, one, but we've seen it many, many times in football. Former players going back to, to, to haunt their previous clubs. It's generally a striker that scores a goal, but you know goalkeepers can have it. And, and listen, Craig Gordon back in the Scotland fold there recently uh, as an exceptional goalkeeper. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't think it would be a surprise if he had a really good game. But I think can Neil Lennon probably does know who his number one is. Uh, you know, he might not let us know. But I think by selection, if Connor Hazard stays in at the cup final, I don't think there's any doubt that he's jumped the queue and and and, and shown that he's he's going to be number one. Um, but listen, either either way. Um, I, you know the goalkeepers will always play a pivotal role. I mean, we know that it could, could go all the way to penalties, and goalkeepers can become heroes. But uh, from Celtic's point of view, they'll just be trying to make sure they have that type of second half performance to show the game's come up, that intensity, that energy, quickness of movement. We saw Robbie Nielsen at the game at the weekend. Uh, Andrew doing a scouting job. He does have other people who do all these things, but the manager was there. He was looking at it, and they said he'll come up with a game plan which he hopes will give Celtic problems couple of players in that Hearts team as well that will be desperate to, to get one over Celtic Andy Halliday Stephen Naismith oh well you know why just uh, concentrating on Halliday and Naismith you know the the, the, the club Hart and Midlothian believe that they were harshly done by by being put down to the, the championship and Craig Levine former manager former director technical football, director yeah. uh, he has Come out and publicly stated that he believed it was uh, Celtic inspired, uh, so that Celtic could be given nine in a row, the league could be called early, and Hearts just had to put up with going down. Obviously, that's going to be part of what Hearts are all about on Sunday. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Jerry is a Celtic fan in Bothwell. Jerry, what are you thinking in terms of team selection for Sunday? Well. I've been reading the paper all week about um, bringing back the old guard, the team that's uh, one, uh, got through the cup final, but they've not started well this season at all. What I think, play Scott Brown, okay, that's fine, but I think uh, Turnbull should be on instead of Christie uh, because he's a better crosser of the ball. He can get it by the first man, as we've seen the last couple of games that we've, we've watched. And also, can I make another point as well? It's about the transfer market. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that one first, Jerry. Jerry's saying Turnbull in for Christie. It depends whether you think David Turnbull and Ryan Christie are competing for the same spot because There's if Neil Lennon is, is sticking with that formation Turnbull. that he had, then you'd think Ryan Christie is more likely to feature out on the right hand side and, and David Turnbull will take up a central role. Turnbull will play without shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I mean, if Neil Lennon left him out, uh, he'd, he'd then be. Making a case for the fans Getting on his back uh, So Turnbull will be in um, El Yanusi For me is a, the dilemma You know, I do understand that he scores goals But His involvement in the match uh, Of late has been next to nothing 
And you know he got credited with the goal against Kilmarnock But it hit most people inside the ground Before it went over the line um, So I could make a case out for Ryan Christie playing But he has to come back and play As everyone knows he can uh, Because he's let himself down as well But I would make out a case for Christie being in the side And not El Yunusi and then there's Jeremy Frimpong as well Who's been yeah. playing up on that right hand mm-hmm. side Could Christie potentially mm-hmm. come in for him? Yeah well I think I mean as, as Jerry's mentioned there Listen you know Do you go back that way? Do you go with Brown and McGregor As a tried and trusted two And then the three in front of that Could be Christie, Turnbull and Elanoussi With Edward as your central striker You know, Or do you stick with Frimpong? Um, so you know Listen We always say that And Neil Lennon's actually said In these interviews as well He's got a really strong squad Most of them are healthy Obviously James Forrest aside But uh, uh, you know Recently uh, He's got more options now um, But it's just about Picking that team To play against Hearts It's not just The opposition you're playing It's as Hugh said It's going for this Quadruple treble It's, it's handling the occasion The demands The expectations And that's the reason why I think he might He might Bring in one or two Who have been over the course yeah, before You know You can talk about the, the quadruple treble Becoming the first uh, Scottish club Ever to win the Scottish Cup Four times in a row But It's the consequences Of not winning That might be the most Important thing of all Just how important Jerry, is it For Celtic season That It's A win no matter what It'll give us A big uplift It'll really It'll really Spurn us on I think Especially the Rangers getting beat the other night. They're the talk about them being invincible. Never. Um, but St Mirren showed you how we do it. I showed everybody else they can be beaten. Another thing I was wanting to talk about was uh, the transfer I've heard through the, the, the rumour vine that Patrick Roberts is leaving uh, Middlesbrough in, the, in January. And I've also heard that um, was it Roma are after Fringpong. And Celtic have put a price of thirteen million on him. What do you think about that? I, I don't think there's any way in this world you'll get thirteen million pounds for Jeremy Frimpong right now. Um, Patrick Roberts has an iconic status uh, among the Celtic supporters. They think back to Patrick Roberts and Kieran Tierney and loud hailers and cup finals dramatically won and so on and so forth. If Patrick Roberts come back to Celtic, I think it'd be a good idea. But I've heard absolutely nothing. Uh, to suggest that he is coming back But as I say Jeremy Frimpong um, At the moment Can't get a game for Celtic I, I don't think Roma are going to be offering £13 million for him Yeah I think Listen I think players I slightly disagree with you I think players are bought on potential And uh, you know These days You know £10 million plus Isn't uh, an exorbitant amount of money For any player uh, if, if he thinks they're going to impact a club So I wouldn't rule out The fact that Frimpong Could be attracting interest um, as far as Patrick Roberts is concerned I don't think he'd be You know Neil Warnock's maybe type of player He's a little bit more pragmatic as a manager uh, At Middlesbrough now But the thing that worries me a wee bit about Patrick Roberts Is he's never kicked on oh. You know when he went to Celtic And he had that spell at Celtic You look, you thought oh he's a player um, You know I actually had uh, uh, When I was at Morton at the time Played against Celtic Patrick Roberts You're thinking oh, every time he gets the ball He could really give you problems but he's never kicked on any other club. He's been at a couple of clubs on loan and he's never really reached the heights that his potential um, would suggest he could go to. So he's still got a bit of work ahead of him, but, you know, as, as you said, he, he certainly, some some players find a club where they're more suited and he might well be suited to a team like Celtic who are on the front foot most of the time. Well, thank you to Jerry in Bordeaux. 0141951 is the number you need. But before that, we've got something important we want to tell you about. 
Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Well, Christmas every year should be a time for families and celebration, but unfortunately for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, it's just another day, especially after the hard year it's been. We want to make Christmas Day a different day for these kids. Different means having money in the meter, a hot meal, and maybe a small gift. You can make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with J&D Pierce. If you want to ensure your donation helps a child in Glasgow and the West this Christmas, please help Cash for Kids to donate. Whatever you can, go to Clyde1.com and click on appeal. After the break, we'll be talking to Ross, who's a Hearts fan from East Kilbride. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans here with me on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Plenty to get through. Cup final fever finally hitting just two days before. And lots of good Premiership fixtures as well. But we'll go straight back to the phones because Ross is a Hearts fan on the line. Ross, how are you feeling ahead of Sunday? Are you there, Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there we go, Ross. How are you feeling ahead of Sunday? Yeah, um, I don't feel any pressure about Sunday at all. I mean, all the pressure is really on Celtic. Uh, In my honest opinion, I think that um, you've got Neil Lennon who's had all these problems this year. um, And then he's won the last two his last two games with a younger team and by playing a younger team he seems to be getting the benefits out of it you're talking about then breaking up a winning team to play against a team that's top of the league in the championship and Hearts shouldn't be in the championship they shouldn't be in the championship but they are in the championship but they do have in my opinion I think they've got a better team in the championship this year than they had last year in the cup final um, I think they're better prepared for this. I think um, they play less games than Celtic. Celtic are playing week in, week out. Um, midweek as well, games in Europe. Obviously not anymore, but um, but certainly uh, there's a couple of things that I, I would like to question. Craig Gordon, what did he do at Celtic to deserve to be dropped? Because it was Foster that came back in when Lennon, Lennon decided just to bring... Um, Foster back and bringing back some of the old guard or the old players that he had from before. What did Gordon do to deserve to be dropped? I don't Gordon think could was, be a big a big factor in this. Uh, he certainly could. I, I don't think that um, anyone quibbled with Fraser Foster and go for Celtic. The Celtic fans adored him and and probably blame um, what has taken place this season partly on the fact that Forster's not in goal. Where I would fault Celtic is that. Uh, Given that Forster was clearly not jumping at the chance to come back to Celtic again this season I wouldn't have been losing Craig Gordon into the bargain I think they've handled the whole goalkeeping situation very badly They've botched the transfer in of uh, Vasilius Barkas They've botched the move out for Craig Gordon and they now face the prospect of a, a young man playing on Sunday who would be having his third first-team game for Celtic. So I think the whole goalkeeping thing has been handled extremely badly. To go back to your basic point, Ross, yeah, all the pressure is on Celtic, undoubtedly. Uh, it's not a free hit for Hearts, but all the pressure is on Celtic because it would crank up the pressure on Neil Lennon Peter Lawwell, the Celtic board, the players, everyone, if they lost to Hearts on Sunday. So, yeah, the pressure is on them. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the game should suit Hearts to a certain extent because Hearts in the Championship are having to take the game to the opposition every game. Home and away We saw it against Aloha there A couple of weeks ago In the cup When they They couldn't break them down Because you know Resolute uh, You know Really bat, uh, tight at the back And teams will sit uh, Deep against Hearts And will try to make it Where Celtic won't Celtic will come And that will leave A little bit more space For Hearts to, to Try and exploit So I think from Hearts Point of view It's a game that could Suit them um, Because they do have Goals in their team There's no doubt They've got an experienced team um, You know uh, they, They've obviously Got a lot of players Who Get you know real a good number of games behind him who won't be phased by the occasion, um, but obviously everybody knows <laughs> a little bit like Celtic their priority is the league and Hearts' priority is to get out the championship. I agree with Ross. I do think it was totally unfair, but nevertheless they are there. They've got a three quarter season, so they've got to get back to the Premiership at first time of asking. But this is an added bonus, and it could be a really significant game if. They can have a, a you know a winning performance. I suppose this is a bit of a twisted theory, Hugh. But the fact that Hearts are playing in the Championship and they're getting that positivity of you know only one loss in thirteen games, mm-hmm. they're on a good run. Confidence will be high. Say they were playing in the Premiership where they weren't winning yeah. most games, and their confidence might might not be. Could that potentially play into their hands, or is it the fact that because they're not playing against as high quality opposition that it's now a real big step up? I think Robbie Nielsen's attitude and and the one that he'll get across to the players is. Hearts are a championship team in name only They are a premiership side They have premiership quality players They do present a major challenge to Celtic It's last season's competition Last season Hearts were in the premiership Last season Celtic were better than they are this season Celtic are the team under pressure They can either be inspired by that Or they can be intimidated by that We'll know around half past two on Sunday Because very early on in the match You're able to tell what kind of mood Celtic are in When they played Aberdeen in the uh, semi-final They wiped the floor with Aberdeen in the first half If that Celtic turn up and play like that Hearts will lose Hearts had a great result and performance against Hibs as well And that thing has got to give them massive confidence Because Hibs are flying this season one of the form teams in the Premiership, but Hearts have shown, <laughs> and also in a derby and a, and a match where they were expected to lose, that not only uh, have they got the quality to do it, but they've got the the concentration, the character, the strength, and uh, mental toughness to beat a top-class side. So I, I don't think Hearts will be in any way intimidated at all going into the game on Sunday. I think they'll get into the game brimming with confidence. Ross, have you seen enough from Hearts this season to have the confidence that you will cause Celtic problems on Sunday? I've seen enough from them this season. I'm, I'm impressed with a lot of the players that have been brought in. Like a Halliday at left back. You know, he's a Scottish internationalist as well. Uh, sorry, Halliday. Um, you've got Kingsley. Stephen Kingsley. Uh, Kingsley, yes. sorry, sorry, Kingsley. And then you've got Halliday coming in as well. Halliday's a good signing as well, obviously, one of your pundits as well. So. Um, we've, all, we've got players coming back. You've got Haring, who was a, a great player. Or is at one stage got a bad injury He's coming back Vera's coming back from You know You've got plenty of experience there Michael Smith is also a good player as well You've got Halkett You've, you've got a, a quite an experienced wee team there that, um, And you've got Naismith and Boyce up front You know so, And the, the banging in the goals last week That was good to see as well So giving them a bit of confidence But they've had so much rest More rest than Celtic have Because Celtic have had to play Basically, uh, two games a week, haven't they? Apart from this week, so 
Um, I don't, I don't think Peters all won them. I don't think there's a danger of Celtic being fatigued. They've had a free week, which mm-hmm. is a novelty. Uh, Scott Brown has had two free weeks, uh, which is a novelty for him. So I don't think that physical fitness will determine the outcome of this match. And Celtic are used to playing, you know, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, yeah. Sunday, every week anyway. I, I really don't think that fitness will be the deciding factor. But I do think it's a fascinating final. It is far from a foregone conclusion. The gentleman who uh, tweeted us earlier on to say no matter which side Celtic play, it'll be 3 nothing at least. I think that's dangerous bravado. And that will not be the kind of attitude of mind that Celtic will go on to the park with on Sunday. Well, thank you to Ross and East Kilbride. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. We'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard, shall we? Obviously playing Motherwell in the Premiership tomorrow. Gerrard says his players are ready to make amends immediately. Um, well, I hope's on them as a staff. You know, we need to know how they're feeling, um, not, not just physically, mentally as well. Um, and you're, you're looking to see who um, is going to stand up and be counted, certainly after the defeat. Um, we've had a day to get it out of the system. Yesterday, today is a new day. It's all about the preparation now into Motherwell and getting them ready um, for what's going to be another tough challenge. But they're a good group and um, I've got every confidence they'll react in the right way. Hugh, how big a test of Rangers resolve is this? Because when I was scrolling through Twitter last night, there was a tweet that caught my attention. I think it was uh, someone on Twitter called Zimmerman that had tweeted. And he'd said that this is the fifth time Rangers have been knocked out of domestic cup competition under Steven Gerrard. In the four previous times they've been knocked out of those domestic cup competitions, they've had a home game sometime in the four days after that. And out of those four games, it's been two draws against Kilmarnock, a loss to Young Boys and a loss to Hamilton. So it's a real test of the character of these Rangers players about whether they are able to bounce back when they haven't been able to in yeah. previous seasons. In previous seasons, though, Rangers have struggled everywhere. They've struggled in the cup competitions and they've struggled in the league. This time, they are not struggling in Europe. They are not struggling in the league. They are 13 points clear of Celtic. They have gone out, they have played poorly and they have got what they deserved out of the match at Paisley which was nothing. Now they have a team who lost to a St Mirren side who beat Motherwell comfortably last weekend and the weekend before that Hibbs went to Fir Park and they beat Motherwell comfortably as well. Motherwell didn't score a goal in either match uh, and they're going to Ibrox hardly in the best of form. Uh, Rangers, unlike previous seasons, will go over the blip in Paisley because they're better now than they were in previous seasons. Right, I'll tell you what, I've robbed you of some time in the full-time teaser. That's not good of me. It means that you've got less <laughs> time now to do it. It'll make it a bit tougher, but here we go. You're working against the clock here. As usual, full-time at Clyde1.com if you want to send one of these in. This was sent in by Alan. It's got a, a theme to it here with Celtic and Hearts playing this weekend. He says, in light of Celtic playing Hearts in the Scottish Cup final this weekend, can you name the Celtic team that were knocked out of the League Cup by Hearts in 2009? Now, I was wondering why he picked this game but the reason he's picked this game is because I'll tell you what, there's there's a few tough ones in there. There's a few mm. a few niche references, I would say. Oh, um, right. So you're thinking Celtic 2009. Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney, correct. That's one. Um, Scott McDonald. No. Um, 
Scott. Stephen McManus. Stephen McManus, correct. 11 years ago. Scott Brown? Uh, Scott Brown, no. I would say Stephen McManus is one of the more obvious ones. There's a few obvious ones in there. Gary Caldwell alongside him at centre back. I'll take a couple more before we move on. Um, Who was he going with? Uh, 11 years ago, I think. Um, Can't think. Think of some Celtic players that don't immediately come to mind. Momo Silla? No. There, you've got a goalkeeper, a couple of fullbacks, uh, pretty much a full midfield and one striker to go. I'm just writing in. Lee, so Lee Martin? Lee Martin was Lee Martin not a Rangers loanee? I think he was on loan at Rangers, wasn't he? Who was Lee Martin? Was a Lee Martin at Celtic? Was a winger? No, he was he was on loan at Rangers from Manchester United quite a while ago. I think Lee Martin. Yeah, let me think. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. Right, no, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to mull over it, and we'll speak right. to Davy and Pollock on the line. Davy, what are you thinking tonight? Uh, well, my opinion is I think uh, Stephen Gerrard picked the wrong team, and I don't think they were a great deal. When, when I seen the team on Facebook, I put a post up stating that I, I didn't think there'd be a great deal of balance in that midfield, and I think that's how they lost the game. To be honest, uh, to me, if any any team can lead Jack. Yeah, sorry, leave uh, Davis out of the team uh, with, with the other boy you left out. Uh, and the, the balance is all away because then Arfield's not playing in the right position. To me, Aribo never done a great deal either in the middle of the park. Kent had a poor night. I just think the team lacked uh, balance and shape in the middle of the park. Well, prior to the game in Paisley, Rangers had used 25 players this season. And received nothing but praise For their domestic and European performances Nothing but praise So the first time it goes wrong All of a sudden he's picked the wrong team And why was he playing And why was this one not playing Rangers just played poorly on the night And St Mirren played exceptionally well on the night Sometimes Davey you just have to suck it up no, I think I think that um, you know Joe Rebo hasn't hasn't you know set the hell on fire. I don't think there's any doubt about that when he's come into the team. He's one of the few I think that uh, hasn't really responded to the competition. Um, the other players seem to have raised their game. I think Stephen Davis is a, is a massive miss anyway. But I also think at 35 years of age, I think whatever it is, I think you have to be a little bit careful, Davey. That and and Rangers, listen, should still be good enough. Let's be honest, still should be good enough with that team they put out to win that game. And um, you know, and and I think that's what Stephen Gerrard believed. But unfortunately, um, Jim Goodwin's team had the answers for Rangers on the day. But you know, to to leave out two or three players or three or four players who would normally be in, Morelos is, is a big miss. There's no doubt about Morelos missing, but that that's by his own accord uh, being suspended. Um, but for, I think you've, you you should still be saying like Rangers should still be winning that game, no matter no matter if, if two of those uh, two or three of those key players are missing. David, there's been a lot of rotation from Stephen Gerrard this season. It, it's been working week in, week out, despite the fact it's been five changes here, seven changes there sometimes. But would you like to see a more settled starting lineup? Well, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, Davis and Kamara should be on the team. It was Kamara I was speaking about, basically, mm-hmm. and, and no Morales. But if I can say, since Jim brought up the Morales situation, I mean, Morales scored 30, 30, odd goal, 30 goals last year. Mm-hmm. He was a top goal scorer in UEFA, mm-hmm. and yet we play him as a link man in midfield. You know, he, he plays between the forwards 
in the midfield. How can how can somebody score thirty goals in a team in a season, one season, in the following season? He plays as a link man. That then means if you take Taverner's goals away, take Golson's goals away, take Borner's goals away, who's scoring all the goals here in the front line? I mean, you could, you could really do that with anyone, Hugh. You could say we could take all the goals away, and, and Rangers yeah. won't have scored any. But mm-hmm. I, it's clear that Alfredo Morelos is playing a different role, and but again, it must be the case that, that the Rangers staff think that this will benefit the team more. Surely, again, everyone made a, a virtue of Morelos and uh, his improved link-up play, and everyone made a virtue of others stepping in to score the goals up until Wednesday. When the virtue became a vice Because Rangers lost one game Right, this is all wrong Rubbish, wrong team picked Etc, etc, etc It's a knee-jerk reaction for me A team went out, played very poorly Got what they deserved, nothing And the other team Played exceptionally well And showed tremendous resilience um, Particularly at two all When, as Jim said Instead of just seeing it out And getting extra time they went for it and they got their rewards at Well, we'll go back to the teaser shortly. Uh, thanks, Davy and Pollocko. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Just before the break, uh, Celtic playing Hearts in the Scottish Cup final this weekend. Alan says, "Can you name the Celtic team that were knocked out of the League Cup by Hearts in two thousand and nine?" So far, you've got Gary Caldwell, Stephen McManus, and Sean Maloney. That's what some of the it? obvious ones. Was Arthur Boric in goal? Arthur Boric was not in goal, but you are along the right lines. Um, Zaluska. Correct. So Luska, um, so that's four. Chris Commons. Chris Commons, no, no Chris Commons there. Um, Ledley, no, Joe no Joe Ledley either. You've still got most of a midfield to go, a striker, two fullbacks as well. I'll take a Gary, couple more. Gary situations. Hooper, Gary Hooper, no Gary Hooper. Telfer, no, no Telfer either. Yeah, there's a few tough ones in here. I've seen a good few suggestions on Twitter. Milo has. Who the manager was? Was it Gonstrakin? 2009 Was it Gordon Strachan the manager? I'm not sure uh, I'm sure it was Yeah, uh-huh. yeah okay. Paul, Paul Hartley? No Paul Hartley either uh, Right We'll leave that there And we'll get more answers To the teaser After the break 0141 If you want to get involved At home as well You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A good bit of work to do on this teaser, I think it I've is. I've got two for you. Right, okay, I'll just read, read the question as well. Celtic team that were knocked out of the League Cup by Hearts in 2009. You've got Zaluska, Caldwell, McManus and Maloney. Aidan McGeady. Aidan McGeady, correct. Danny Fox. Danny Fox, good yeah, shout. He, he pulled that one, Fox in the box here. Yeah. There we go. There's, ah, there's, there's a few I've got a, I've got a striker. Um... Chris Killen Chris Killen Good shout I'll take How many have we got One Two Three Four left I'll take Take one more guess I can't think uh, I'm trying to think It's after James Forrest You've um, got a full back And You've got Three midfielders oof. No guesses Right Okay we'll, uh, we'll Come back to that At the end of the show Scott is a Rangers fan In Kirk and Tillock Scott What are your thoughts tonight um, I just wanted to make A wee point about Cedric Eaton um, I phoned up probably about two months ago and I gave my verdict that I didn't really think um, he was a first team player for Rangers um, Gerard played him the other night there and while I'm not blaming him for the defeat because it was just a bad night I think he's blew his chance 
Um, he had his chance and he never took it. I don't think he's 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 kind of strong enough. He's not got all the attributes to be a complete striker. And I think it will tell tomorrow where Defoe will probably start. And I, I, exactly what I says about Eaton is, is he's a squad player. Just wanted to know your thoughts. And when you when you give me your thoughts, that can I come back in as well? Yeah, no worries, Scott. Um, of all the players, you know, Defoe, Morelos, Kamar Roof, Eaton is fourth pick, I think. Um, at times, looks the part, and when the Rangers needed it on Wednesday, anonymous. So, yeah, he's out of the strikers, he's the bottom one. Jim, Scott says mm. Eaton's blown his chance. He's not played a lot of football no. since he's come. A lot of his appearances have been off the bench. There's been some highs, mm. the, the two goals against Motherwell, the performance against mm-hmm. Lech Poznan, some other appearances where he's not shown up as much. But I'm not sure the Rangers staff will think he's he's blown his chance quite yet. Still very early in his Rangers career. No, I mean, listen, Stephen Gerrard was waxing lyrical about him after the game against Lech Poznan. And, you know, he said that, you know, he really gave him a, a decision to make because his overall performance uh, was, he thought, was exceptional. Uh, and he was really fulsome in his praise And I think that's given him the, the, the opportunity The nod to really play against St Mirren But you, you've got to do it consistently You've got to take your chances when you get them The fact that Alfredo Morelos was out The fact, the fact that he left Jermaine Defoe You know, when you get your chances as a Rangers player Particularly as a striker When you've got that competition You've got to produce Because I, I agree with Davey a little bit I think that'll put him back in the pecking order again Because Stephen Gerrard cannot afford to gamble on someone he thinks has got potential at this moment in time. Oh. This this season is a season for certainties. You know, so you get as many certainties of performance in as you possibly can, not potential. Itten has potential, but I think he's still got a lot to learn. Scott said Wednesday was a bad night. Now, and he's absolutely correct, uh, that might get Kamar Roof off the hook, uh, or Ryan Kent, or indeed Tavernier. Connor Goldson, whoever, it doesn't get eaten off the hook because it happens too often uh, and he needs to up his game. Scott, who starts for you tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. It's got to be Defoe. Uh, that, 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 in my opinion, I don't think he'll start eating. Um, and I'd be surprised if when Morelos comes back fit and Defoe fit. I was really surprised that Defoe didn't start the other night, but anyway. I think Gerard's been trying to give Eaton a bit of confidence, but I, I, I don't think it's the confidence he's lacking. I personally just don't believe he's a, a Rangers striker. Um, I think um, I, I just don't see it. But anyway, another point I wanted to make um, just before I go was I wanted to I wanted to give a special thanks to Hugh Evans. Uh, when, I, when I actually say to the producer, he says to me, "Scott, you're not being sarcastic, are you?" And I says, "No, absolutely not." That was my not. first thought as well. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I'm 53 year old and I've been listening to the phone and, and I'm like you I'm originally from Brook Chapel so I know a wee bit of history about him as well but I just I, one of the reasons about the phone and, and I think I, I speak on behalf of not just Rangers fans just general fans is, is because of Hugh Keevans the, the show just would not be the same without you and that's just mm-hmm. a, I just wanted to compliment him for that You are indeed a kind man Scott and just when you said that we both come from Drum Chapel and you knew a bit about my history I thought mm-hmm. I must say I have no previous convictions <laughs> I wish this put on record 
Yeah. We're not used to this, Jim, are we? It yeah. must be the, the festive spirit or something yeah. that's Feeling come over really Scott. Nice. I mean, Hugh's not used to it, that's for sure. Yeah. I've walked up to football grounds many times with Hugh. Believe me, this is not common practice for this <laughs> man to get as much praise, but thoroughly deserved. Drummy. That's the one thing we can say. Thoroughly deserved. Drummy boys stick together, you see. <laughs> there we go. Thank you to Scott in Kirk and Teleco, 1419511025. Something else I wanted to, to touch on as well the semi final. Dates and times are confirmed as well. Hibs will play St Johnson on Saturday, the 23rd of January at 5:30 p.m. Livingston against St Mirren on Sunday, the 24th of January at 4 p.m. Both of those games at Hamden. I was reading oh. some quotes from from David Martindale. I think I think he had his tongue in his cheek when yeah. he was saying them, Hugh. But he was mm. saying that. Uh, Livingston would be boycotting the semi-finals if they weren't at Hamden. We've seen mm-hmm. when it's been, you know. Two of the, the sort of clubs lower down in the leagues playing in these semi finals that they have been moved from, from Hamden previously, but these two will be played at the national stadium. Uh, you know, David Martindale was speaking tongue in cheek, but uh, to commend him, two League Cup wins, two league wins uh, since taking over from Gary Holt, um, you know, he's done a first class job. And they have every bit the chance of winning this competition now as Hibbs, St Johnston, and St Mirren. Um, getting to Hamden. I read the quotes from the St Mirren players this morning. You know that they, they they want to go. A lot of the Irish boys at St Mirren want to go to Hamden for the mm-hmm. first time and see it, uh, and that will apply to everyone. And it, you know, but it's just a shame we go back to it time and time again. This cup final on Sunday is so dramatic, with so many subplots contained within it. It's a tragedy. There are no people there. And it's the same for Livy versus St Mirren and Hibbs versus St Johnston. All playing for the chance to win a major trophy, which doesn't happen very often at all. I mean, St Mirren have won four major trophies in their entire existence. No people, but enjoy your day at the National Stadium anyway. It's a real shame, of course, that no fans will get in, Jim, but how much do you think that means to the players that you know they, they've managed to secure that semi-final to make sure that it happens at the National Stadium? Because that, that's what they dream about when they're yeah. growing up. Yeah, the players wanted to dream about playing at Hamden and, and getting to the cup final. And also, if, if the, the cup final is played at Hamden, if the experience of being there, I know there's no fans, but it is different. There's a different uh, preparation. You're staying in maybe a certain hotel, you're travelling up to the game, you know, dress rooms. and People don't understand it is completely different, that preparation. Um, you know, and I remember many, many years ago uh, when I was a player manager, we, we played the semi final at Perth um, when it was Dundee and Airdrie. And although it was packed out and all that, when we went to Hamden, I honestly felt the players were overwhelmed by it. Oh. I really do. Because we got to the final, but the players had never been at Hamden, they'd never experienced it, they'd never had, you know, well, I think it was 35,000, we played Aberdeen, 35, 40,000, whatever, but had never, never experienced that. And I think it, it actually. Had a negative effect, so I think these these guys it's every every right to be to be hammed, even though there's not the fans there. It will definitely give them a, an opportunity that if they get to the final, that they're accustomed to the situation. Just having a look at some of the games this weekend that we haven't had the chance to touch on yet. A good few fixtures this weekend: Hibs, Dundee United, Ross County, Hamilton, St Mirren, St Johnston. All tomorrow as well, of course. Rangers against Motherwell, and then on Sunday, alongside the cup final, Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. What stands out for you, Hugh? Um, you know, congratulations to Alex Dyer. I think this weekend marks his uh, first anniversary in the job as Kilmarnock manager. He'll need to get something more out of his side against Aberdeen. Um, you know, they, they offered nothing against Celtic last weekend, absolutely nothing. Um, so for him, happy anniversary, but you need to get the players to get their finger out because Aberdeen will win comfortably otherwise. 
a big one at the bottom between Ross County and Hamilton as well. Mm. I know Stuart Kettlewell's talked about feeling under pressure mm. in, the, in the way that they've been playing recently. I know that Hamilton fans haven't been too happy about their results this mm. season, so a, a real big three points on offer there. Yeah, that is a huge match even at this stage of the season because it just, it just gives people belief if you can manage to get it. But I think Stuart's just a wee bit naive. You, you, you don't want to bring these type of conversation into the public domain. There's enough talk about it, particularly in social media and in the background, and uh, there's enough speculation about your job without you actually adding to it. So he just has to focus on his team. Brian Rice is always very calm, very diplomatic, very supportive, but he needs a, a bigger performance from his team, and invariably Hamilton come up with him. That's the reason why they're still a Premier League club when bigger clubs are not. Two informed sides as well, St Mirren and St Johnston. Mm-hmm. Well, they are um, mm. both in the in the semi-finals. Of course, it could be a dress rehearsal for the mm. final. Mm. Who knows? Uh, so, Jim Goodwin, man of the week, with uh, the result that he's had, and his red card. Yes, uh, <laughs> he'll get over that. I'm sure. Um, and Callum Davidson um, will be looking to bounce back after suffering a rare defeat last weekend. Mm. So. Uh, good match mm-hmm. Right time to finish off This full time mm-hmm. teaser Celtic lost the hearts In the League Cup Back in 2009 Name the team You've got Zaluska Caldwell McManus Fox Maloney mm-hmm. McGeady And Killen I've got I've got a couple Have you got any Paddy McCourt That's what I've got. No Paddy McCourt No I've got Paddy McCourt. Glenn Lewins No Glenn Lewins either I think I'm going to have to Start giving I you think, some hints here uh, I, I, think got, I think I've got the, um, I don't know if it's Chinese I'm, My apologies if My pronunciation's right But it's Zheng Zi Brilliant Zheng Zhi, fantastic. You've got three to go now. I'll need to be quick on these mm. ones. We've got a fullback, two midfielders. The fullback initials AH. Andy Hinkle. Correct, Andy Hinkle. Mm. Then we've got two mm. more midfielders. One was on loan from a French club, I'm sure, and uh, a man that ended up in Mexico, I think, it's a Spanish. Not, it's not Jeremy Aliadier. It's not, no, right. No, LN for uh, one of the midfielders and MC. Nope. No. I'm going to have to tell mm. you I think Landry and Guemo And mm. Mark Crossas oh, Mark Crossas Tough ones there Tough ones there Thank you for that one And thank you for all your calls tonight Gordon Duncan mm. back tomorrow four hour, four hour football fest And another four hour show For the cup final as well On Sunday Stay right where you are though Because GBX is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompsons.com.